Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF podcast. I didn't even say that properly, but we're back once again. Saudi Arabia Grand Prix around Jeddah. It's the penultimate round of the season and it's Tommy of course the WTF1 founder alongside me to have a little preview have a little chat about what we think of uh, Jeddah after the first couple of practice sessions we've seen today uh Tommy how you feeling good yeah I actually enjoyed a practice session for once I think I don't mind it when it's a new track and there's a little bit of a little bit of interest there and it was well we'll go into it but it is pretty bonkers Yes. Yes, it is. Well, obviously, there was a lot of talk about whether or not we would even have a racetrack. You know, we saw obviously pictures being leaked only a month or so before we went there and building was still very much happening, even up until I think when the teams arrived. And uh, so clearly, you know, it's very much a last minute thing. Um, But fortunately, and I guess the main worry for a lot of fans, including myself, was that, you know, with the track actually be ready and would the cars be okay going round there you know of course the FIA have signed it off but at the same time you never really know until you send out 20 there's, F1 cars there's a bit of a concern wasn't there at the start of FP2 when it was like sorry uh, start of F2 practice F2, the first yeah. F2 practice and it's like it's delayed and they didn't say why it was just a long time and we're like what's going on here yeah um, but it, it got underway fine and um well we're racing on it now, so we're going to get a race, all being well. Oh, don't say that, Tommy. <laughs> don't say that. We'll we'll wait until Sunday to see if that happens. Um, let's get into some, into some questions, shall we? Uh, at Lil Ledfoot, is this track pushing things too far and disasters waiting to happen? Do we really need a fastest street circuit if any shunt, blowout or brake failure that would park a car at other tracks could have devastating consequences here? What exactly would that could... That would park a car. What exactly? Maybe they mean? mean that if they had it another track, they could just go into a runoff area. And right. Okay. Maybe so, yeah. be fine. But... I guess the I guess the question, yeah, is that it's very narrow. There's a lot of walls, you know, street circuit or not, you know, however you want to look at it. Because obviously it's not actually in a street, it's a built circuit. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um it yeah, it, it's it's one concern, is is certainly that. Obviously, they they have taken the same uh kind of um you know safety. Uh, measurements into this you know they've they've brought in obviously huge amounts of barriers they've also brought in safer barriers which is like steel and foam you would have seen if you'd watched our uh, everything you need to know about the saudi arabian grand prix video that we put out yesterday i think it was um you know they've they've put in the precautions necessary uh at least from the fia's side of uh, point of view that uh you know it should be fine i think the concern for me and after watching practice is the slow cars and the fast cars, which I guess is more towards qualifying than it is maybe the race where you've got cars off the racing line and sometimes on the racing line because there isn't really any other way to go because it's so narrow at places. Uh, And, you know, having that pace differential between someone on a hot lap and someone on a slowing down lap. And obviously into qualifying, they will have a minimum time set, but that doesn't necessarily stop them from slowing down quite a bit at certain parts of the track. 
yeah, we saw, I mean, the concern of the fact that people, yeah, people are really concerned about this track. And a lot of the questions we got were like, is this too dangerous? It's, it's a bit, you know, it feels uh, unsafe. I mean, we've just had Leclerc go off in FP2 in the section that I think most people were worried about, which is turn 22, maybe? Yes. Uh, yeah, still yeah, learning it, but 22, yeah. uh, which is obviously the bit where there is a little bit of runoff, but there's a kind of a flat wall and you, you're going into that corner at very high speed. And we saw that. And while it was an absolute monster crash and Leclerc's car was absolutely obliterated, it has to be said, um, he obviously managed to walk away fine, thank goodness. So that does show that, you know, <laughs> this track, yes, it does look a bit sketchy and scary and maybe some things that a lot, a lot of people aren't used to. Um, but, you know, they're not going to just have a concrete wall and be like, oh, no, it, this is fine. Um, they've got the safety precautions in and he obviously went into that safer tech uh, pro barrier um, and, yeah, uh, was able to walk away despite going into it 150 miles an hour. Um, so from that side, yeah, it's not... <laughs> It's one of those things where, like, yes, there could be an enormous shunt, but you have to say, I know this person said, you can have a blowout or brake failure anywhere. I mean, Verstappen and Hamilton, when they crashed at Silverstone, that that's loads of runoff area and gravel, and even Max then went in and had a huge yeah. shunt and was in hospital. And, you know, if you get a, a tire blowout anywhere, you're not going to have a great time. You know, it could be the the exit of Monaco. That's that's bad. Just yes, it would be really bad, but it could be, you know, that that is unfortunately, while every safety precaution is in F1, that it's never zero. Like, look what happened to Grosjean. No one ever thought yeah. anything of Bahrain being too unsafe. And, you know, you're almost the worst happened. So um, yeah, in 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 my opinion. It's one of those tracks that all the safety precautions are there and they can't just do a track with it with it not being safe. It mm. it does look a little bit daunting and it's like, oh my word, this is this is a bit crazy. But um yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't go ahead if it wasn't safe. Exactly. You know, uh, there is obviously the the talk about, you know, they go them going there for money, but at the same time, if a disaster happens, that's on F1's head. If they haven't, you know, if they've signed off a circuit that isn't ready, that is going to be, you know, unbelievable amounts of um, backlash for that. So uh, I, you know, I still am a little bit concerned if there is a freak accident like we had with Grosjean. You know, of course, there are the certain areas like turn 22, 23, where Charlotte Lowen and you can see the amount of barrier there to soak up the energy. I'm concerned maybe if there is a freak accident on a straight somewhere where two cars collide and go off into a wall that perhaps doesn't have that same, um, you know, safety uh, backup, uh, then I don't know. But that's something that, you know, we, we don't, we can't really do much about. And there are obviously circuits, as you say, Tommy, you know, that, that can happen anywhere. So I just hope they had get the, the methodology of, you know, where drivers should slow down. And, you know, they will speak about in commentary where, you know, they should speak in uh, their sort of driver's briefing where they can, you know, work out where is the best place to slow down yeah that'll be tonight the won't way. it yes uh, as we're yeah, recording yeah. yeah tonight so um i think that'll be 
quite the briefing after that. Because there were some really near misses as well. Hamilton there was riding on board with in the the last sector and he was kind of like twitching at the wheel as he saw a car like going around a blind left-hander towards the end. And then he saw three cars like parked up on the left-hand side. Mm. I think there was one on the previous lap as well. Can't remember who it was, but again, it was like really, there's there's quite a few near misses already. That, uh, I'm going to move this question that. here because because yeah we had we had a lot of questions actually about qualifying, um, and I totally agree with you. That is the sketchiest thing for me is the slowing down because I I put it on Twitter I think before, or just during FP1 um, before we even got it in FP2 and I was like I really don't have hope we have a Monza situation because if we have what happened in Monza at least that's a big wide open track well not wide but you know like open you, you can bail out onto grass or runoff or something like that if that's happening and there's a group of four or five cars going really slowly and another person's on a hot lap doing 200 miles an hour around a blind yeah. flat out corner it's a plane crash isn't it so yeah, exactly. um we've seen it uh there was a very close moment in Baku a few years ago with the two torosos when hartley almost sent uh, Gasly into to space. I mean, that would have been an absolute plane crash as well. So um, they really need to sort that out because it's it's awful, isn't it? It's very yeah. concerning. Yeah, and and you know there is this minimum lap time, but you know it's not enough. It has to, yeah, it's it not has enough because be, they're you know, all dawdling to... on the exactly, racing line, exactly. and you know, and they will try to do that because you know they don't want to do a an outlap too fast and take some life out the tires. But at the same time safety should be uh, the paramount thing here anyway uh, next question which is about qualifying being dangerous uh, matt smith underscore 44 how worrying do you think the closing speeds out of the blind corners will be in quali yeah i mean we've seen it in practice uh it's going to be it's not only going to come down to the understanding of the drivers and how slow they should go in what areas of the circuit but also the the radio communication from the team to the driver you know we've seen some questionable uh, moments with mazapin for example this year where he hasn't really you know, he's kind of said that he hasn't really been informed or not informed correctly and or a misunderstanding, whatever. That can't happen in qualifying, happen especially here. in Q1 where there's 20 cars going around. You'd think you wouldn't have a problem. You know, 6.1 kilometers this track is. It's one of the longest circuits on the calendar, but it's like a one minute 28 lap time because of how quick, average of like 150 odd miles an hour over the course of a lap. Yeah, quicker insane. than Spar, isn't it? Yeah, so Only Monza's quicker, which is the mad. fact that it's blind. Yeah, it, I guess it's that combination of having such high speed corners, but also it being blind. That is a mixture that they have to get right as to where they implement some proper safety procedures. Yeah. The onboards are actually terrifying when you watch, mm. when, when you see the speed difference. I don't like seeing that anyway at any other track, but here it's even more like, oh my word, all it takes. I think Anthony Davidson said it in the commentary in FP2 that all it takes is one driver in the queue that's like, oh, I'm not waiting, moves to the side and a car's coming, yeah. launching. Um, my word. Yeah, it's... I, I just think they really need to do something about... I've seen some people discussing, do you do a split qualifying like Monaco, which I don't think would be needed if you just did it properly. And this this minimum... Was it minimum lap time? Yeah, uh, thing is obviously to a point. Uh, I actually saw a tweet from Gary Anderson that said, 
a maximum sector time, something like 105% of an average sector time is all that's needed to prevent this traffic problem. Yeah. Um, and he said a complete maximum lap time is a waste of time. Uh, and I totally agree that obviously because the problem is they can go as fast as they want in the first two sectors and then and then really you see them they're, they're they're barely moving they're, yeah. they're pretty much stopped and you don't want to see cars stopped on track when other cars are going 200 miles an hour that is not no, good at all so oh, yeah i really hope to be honest they should have sorted they they should have sorted that out after the mess at monza um yeah. i can't believe yeah, it, this should have been sort of long before this race. So, yeah, worst case scenario, they should be doing it in the driver's briefing right now and saying, no, we, we need to stop taking the mic here. Yeah, you know, and, and they, they have the parameters in order to measure that. You know, you literally just look at someone's lap time and there's so much data on their steering wheels. And, you know, you've got stuff like, you know, when the virtual safety car comes out, you've got a certain amount of speed that, you you know, you have to be under and things like that. So I think there is definitely possibility to implement it if they wanted to. Uh, and there's no real gain for the uh, you know a spectator side of things. You know you don't really gain anything from them having slower outlaps and whatever. That's purely on performance. So hopefully they uh, implement something like that because yeah, it just makes me feel very very um, just weird and it just it just it feels a bit off when when they're allowed to do that. It does. Uh, it does feel like if it does really feel like it's only. I don't want these things to change when it happens when like sort happens. it yeah, sort exactly. it before because you yeah. can see you don't you don't want it to happen where you know something absolutely awful happens and then they go yeah we should change that because it's yeah, clear no. that if they don't change it it will happen at some point some driver will get unlucky like you said how many near misses we've had already this season and they're, they're not going to be near misses forever are they so no absolutely not this podcast is brought to you by Rev Motorsport. Rev Racing is a game where you can play and earn an in-game currency, which can be converted into real-life money. And Rev is the utility token that serves as the primary currency of purchase, utility, and action across all Rev Motorsport blockchain games by Animoca Brands. If you already have one of the exclusive WTF1 NFT cars, you'll be entitled to be airdropped a WTF1 Catalyst item to upgrade your car to the next level. If you don't have one of our cars, but you're interested in getting involved with Rev Motorsport and Rev Racing, you can head over to OpenSea.io and look up Rev Racing to see all of their NFT cars. For more information on the upgrade system, the link is in the description below. There are loads of games in the Rev Motorsport ecosystem, so what are you waiting for? Get involved with Rev Racing, earn some real-life cash, and have fun while doing it. We'll see you on track. Next up, we have Beer 52. What's better than eight free beers? That's right, ten. The festive season is upon us, and in the spirit of giving and charity, Beer 52 are offering listeners ten free beers. All you have to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTF1 and cover the £5.95 for postage to claim your free case. What's more, do it before the 17th of December and get two extra beers. But remember, you have to be over 18. Beer 52 is a beer club like no other. They send experts around the globe to find the best beer available anywhere on planet Earth. Each month, their members receive a new case, usually from a different part of the world. Members have had beer from more than 40 countries across five continents. If dark beer's not your thing, simply choose the light option. 
As well as all the delicious beer, you'll receive Ferment Magazine, which delves into the beers, breweries and theme. You'll also get two delicious snacks to wash down with the beer. After redeeming your first case, you'll join the monthly beer club, £24 per month, no minimum commitment, pause or cancel at any time. And finally, to end this ad break, we want you to take a break. Unclench your jaw, relax your shoulders and take a deep breath. Sometimes we all need a reminder to take a little time for ourselves and Calm can help. So yeah, we're partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com forward slash WTF1, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For you listeners, Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com forward slash WTF1. So go to calm.com slash WTF1 for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com forward slash WTF1. Okay, next up, uh, at Yazith, what improvements would you make to the track, if any? Well, obviously, it's quite difficult to really judge now after two free <laughs> yeah. practice sessions because we firstly haven't seen what they like in qualifying and also what they more, you know, more importantly, are like in the race. Uh, and again, we sort of have roasted roast into glasses on a little bit because it's a new track it's a you know you've got the sparks you got everything you know we're kind of like oh a new track this is really exciting all the drivers are learning they're making mistakes whatever whatever um i think that there's not much you, i mean there's not much you can do really at this stage because they've they've built the track but um <laughs> yeah they're they, gonna watch this podcast and go get to work guys <laughs> yeah. no, i wouldn't put it past them actually uh but yeah obviously it's 27 turns a lot it's very high speed I think that, you know, there's not, uh, my gut gut instinct is that the race is going to be pretty dull, uh, mainly because I don't think they're going to be able to follow in these ridiculously high speed corners. Like any sort of air disturbance for the car behind is going to suffer a huge amount uh, through that sort of middle part of the lap. I say middle. I mean, it's like, I think you get to about turn 11 in about 20 seconds. It's ridiculous. But um yeah, I think they're going to really struggle. Obviously, there is an opportunity if a car can stay quite close to then get a huge old run, you know, through eight corners or whatever it is because they hardly lift uh, towards the end of the lap. So I just think they need more heavy braking zones and don't really have any. Uh, so I don't know. I just think it's, <laughs> I just think they're going to really struggle to overtake on Sunday. Yeah, I, re- I, I really like the track at the moment. Um but again, it's that well, case because you like Monaco. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not the thing. It's not even Monaco. It's like the opposite of Monaco. It's like unbelievable it's high speed. I think it's yeah. Well, we <laughs> don't know. We don't know that like, yet. Yeah. But it's, probably it's probably going to be difficult to overtake. I I don't deny that. I think it's going to be really hard to overtake. I think there's going to be DRS trains and all sorts. Well, something that's going to be that something that uh, I just reminded of was that, that Max even sacrificed more time in FP2 to sort yeah, out his one lap pace and it, you know because they were like oh you know you're going to lose a bit of time on your high fuel run he's like i don't care because clearly 
I think that's what the teams as well are expecting is that it's going to be Most very difficult track, to take. Track position. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think if I had to change something, I, I'd go, <laughs> I'd probably do the opposite to what you do where you say you want more heavy braking then. I would say that the straights need to be straight. There's yeah. too many, like the 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 flat out bits are great to follow, but they're all curved. Um, one thing I was thinking actually, it's about I, fourteen turns. If yeah, you, uh... that's what I mean. <laughs> um, but the reason kind of like Baku works is because they get a massive slipstream and they follow all the way down. Whereas I worry that yes, it's flat out, but will they be able to follow and pass when it's twisting? And I think that's something mm. that uh, and Val- narrow as well. Obviously, yeah, Valencia. I feel like had a problem with that where the circuit the the straights on the circuit weren't actually straight and it meant it was really difficult to pass because you couldn't mm. you couldn't get a decent run. And that to was actually just a, then that go was just it. a small sort of curve, wasn't it? Yeah, that it was wasn't like a anything king. like what we've got. Whereas uh, this, I was thinking about this track. It's basically like someone has seen maggots and Beckett's and gone, make the whole track that <laughs> <laughs> not quite to that degree, but I know what you mean. It is um it's it's ridiculous. It is. And it's just snakes all the way. Like the whole thing is just, like say, roller coaster. Like snaking side to side, hairpin, snaking side to side again, hairpin. Yeah. Well, look, we're we're we're, we're shooting it before it's actually done any racing action. But at the same time, I think it's a fair prediction to think that it's, the race is going to be difficult to. to it's overtake, going to but... be. It's going to be back. It's either. 100% chaos or nothing happens. And no That's the thing. If it's chaos, uh, and if it is difficult to overtake, but we get a crazy first few laps or a crazy Safety qualifying tomorrow, and and, you put yeah. someone in the lead like Orlando Norris or whatever, like we saw in Russia, you never know because yeah. uh, a difficult overtaking track can lead to amazingly tense moments. Uh, and so results we'll like see, Arcon but, winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, thanks to Latifi, I think it was for that particular yeah. <laughs> thing of just uh, holding up the entire field. Uh, but, yeah, but I think qualifying tomorrow will be sensational. I think that will mm. look awesome, uh, especially with, you know, in Q3, absolutely pedal to the metal. Uh, we'll talk about maybe our predictions of what that's going to be shortly. Uh, but yeah, quality should be amazing. Uh, next question, Gillingham Noah. How difficult will it be to overtake around this track? I think we've pretty much covered that. Three DRS zones might just lead to a train forming. Yeah, three DRS zones. Uh, so I don't know. It's difficult to think that there wouldn't be some kind of overtakes when literally they're just like, yeah, have another DRS. That's fine. Have another one. But at the same time, and we know the term DRS train comes up a lot uh, and this may well be another one of those where we get a train of cars we will see this is all predictions all a bit of fun and games and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes uh, nonetheless uh, arguably all right asks do you think mercedes will steamroller on race day like everybody expects if it goes to plan we don't have a crazy race yes i could even see a one two for mercedes coming this weekend uh, and Verstappen very much on the third place, taking fastest lap and then going into Abu Dhabi, praying that uh, Mercedes aren't as quick as they were in Saudi Arabia this weekend. That's how I think it's going to go. I think Bottas looks like he's on form as well. He, seems, he sounds like he's enjoying the track as well. It's crazy to think that Mercedes haven't actually had a, a one-two, neither have Red Bull, and it's literally just McLaren. Yeah, it's wild, isn't that. it? Uh, but what a time for Mercedes to do it if, the, if they were to. So... No, I I think it's going yeah. to be a, a Merck domination. I cannot disagree with you there. I think, yeah, I'd be very surprised 
if it's not a handbot there personally unless there's some kind of carnage um and then yeah that will not quite be as close as it was i think the the dream for every neutral is that hamilton wins verstappen second and then they're pretty much equal on verstappen points with fastest lap as well and, uh, oh no hamilton hamilton, hamilton fast fastest lap and they're equal, yeah. dead equal but either way even if there's one or two if, if points. If Hamilton wins the race, there's no chance he's getting <clears throat> fast as lap, is Yeah, <laughs> and even if there's one or two points in between them, yeah, it would still get still down still. to Abu Dhabi where whoever wins, wins the title, and that's what yeah. I think everyone wants to see. So, uh, yeah, that'd be good. But nothing's a given, though, right? And, and you know, I've seen a few it's comments. It's 2021. Oh, Matt, you know, stop being excited. Oh, wow, it's oh, Mercedes have done Stop this. enjoying how Formula many One. T- how many times <laughs> have we discussed on this podcast where Verstappen's been written off the championship, Hamilton's been written off the championship, Yes, on paper, on form, it looks as though Mercedes are going to be the quickest. But still tune in because it could easily go out the window. We've seen already Charles Leclerc have that massive crash. You know, things like that could throw the race wide open uh, in terms of strategy, in terms of when the safety yeah. car comes out, whatever. And it has to happen when one of them's pitted and the other hasn't, yeah. that kind of thing. Completely sort of changed the com- complexion of the race. So. Exactly. Even just little VSC, you know, like Bottas mm. uh, managed to jump Perez, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he did. when that when that came out. So, so yeah, we'll see. Um, when has the form book really ever been the thing that happens? We we will uh, exactly. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, any other sort of thoughts, Tommy? I mean, uh, we've kind of run to the end of. I guess the questions, most yeah. of it being about danger and and whatnot. We, we saw a picture of the Paddock Club falling apart as well, didn't we? Uh, that, that was circulating mm. Twitter. Which, a bit sketchy. Yeah, um, a bit. I say falling apart. It was just a few yeah, a little floorboards. little floorboards cracked. Yeah. Um, no, I mean I'm really looking forward to firstly qualifying because I do genuinely like really. Obviously, we're yes. There's always something in the back of my mind that thinks the race could be extremely boring and it it does look a little bit sketchy but i am enjoying it a lot i think the track is absolutely awesome and it's nice to see something completely different that is exciting i wouldn't want again sounds very much like my monaco arguments but i wouldn't want every track (laughs) to be that like that yeah but it's nice for for the variety and why not have a crazy high speed 27 turn carnage track and um yeah because it, it, at the end of the day, it's a world championship and you want different tracks and a nice bit of variety. Let's speak very quickly. And I know some people watching this podcast uh, religiously thinks I hate Sergio Perez for whatever reason. I, I really don't. <laughs> I'm just slightly more critical about him. Um, is maybe him not, him not looking particularly great after the first yeah, that was su- sessions? Yeah, that was surprising. Is, yeah. Which is quite big. Um, obviously, you know, it's a new track. People take sometimes a bit longer to, to learn it, but he was kind of out of the pace for both p1 and p2 so you know he he has to be fourth doesn't he like he he ha- doesn't not saying he has to beat the mercedes not saying he's getting no. near verstappen he just needs to fill in that slot between what will definitely be gasly p5 and well him and p4 that that's kind of where he needs mm. to slot in it's the top three and then probably gasly so yeah if, if that's not if that doesn't happen they just won't have any strategy elements will they no and it it's gonna it does look quite concerning that yeah, he could end up getting yeah, jumped in, in quali by a Gasly or a Norris or a Sainz. Um, maybe not Leclerc, because I imagine he's going to start the back with a whole new car and mm. a, a million part changes. Um, but well, yeah. Well, he might have been running an old engine. If, maybe. Uh, maybe. Practice, so. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but 
yeah, Sergio does need to uh, to pick up the pace because they still do have a chance of the constructors as well. Yeah. Um, a very good Both. chance. So yeah, they're only yeah. five points behind. Um, and doesn't look like it's going to be Red Bull's strongest track, but then they did win there last year in Abu Dhabi. So mm. they need to be in the hunt. And um, yeah, he just needs to be up there because perfect scenario for Mercedes is this new kind of decent form of Bottas where he's he was had an absolutely appalling start to the year where he was nowhere. Yeah. But if if he ever needs to be doing what he does best and just finishing P2 behind Hamilton, this is exactly when this they need it. it. So yeah. yeah. Interest. We'll yeah, it's gonna be yeah. Despite despite all the talk of oh the the circuit's not good for overtaking and Mercedes probably going to win by a mile. There's so much this season that just makes every race so exciting and so many different variables. Um, it won't be won't be dull, I'm sure. There you go. It's going to be the dullest race of the know. season. Next <laughs> uh, predictions. Let's uh, go through what we uh, predicted going into this weekend. Uh, I said one of the championship rivals makes a big mistake. I was hoping that would happen in like FP1 or FP2 and someone would lose a front wing, but that hasn't happened. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think it's probably going to happen from here on in, but we will see. And uh, I also went for at least two safety cars. That could be VSCs, SCs. Might even throw a little yellow flag in there. We'll see. But uh... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I have gone for Ferrari on the podium. How do you feel about that after Leclerc's big crash? Not great because I very much expect to handbot there now. Um, And also this one, biggest dry gap to pull this year. I'm also regretting because it does look like Bottas is on on the base with Hamilton. I think Hamilton is getting pole very comfortably or if he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. So... Hmm. We shall we'll see. see. Uh, that seems to be the uh, running phrase of the podcast. We'll see. But that's we'll see. It, it's it, a preview it podcast. <laughs> it is, exactly. Uh, Katie went for, Crofty says the circuit map looks like a knife or a hair grip on commentary. That's not happened, no, uh, as far understand. as I'm aware. Uh, I don't know why she was so confident that that was going to happen. She was. Um, and Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> speaking of not going to happen. <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo is the best Rick. of the rest. Yeah, savage. We do love you, Danny. Um, yeah, McLaren... Again, just seem a little bit behind Ferrari and, and uh, well, especially in the hands of Danny Rick. It just yeah. hasn't really worked out again. Yeah, he's just, I think he just wants the season to end now, despite winning. quickly at Saudi Arabian FP2 results, because uh, I didn't have that all. He said he was, actually, no, he was 11th and Lando was 12th. So uh, I apologise to Danny. He was a, a minuscule ahead of Lando. But again, they're, uh, they're well, well. Still not best of the rest in 11th. Exactly, yeah. Almost a second uh, behind Hamilton and uh, Bottas out there. And Pierre Gasly had a, a lovely little run as well, didn't he? I think, in, in P3. I, th- I think if you had to predict now, you'd say Gasly's being best of the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably not McLaren. Although, to be fair, we say that. McLaren's probably been the one team that always seems to turn it around quite a bit from free practice to yeah, qualify. qualify I'm and not the saying race. that they'll, they'll get ahead of Altari, but they'll probably get a lot closer than what we've seen in mm. practice. I can uh, see Gasly... Today. I can see Gasly qualifying like third or fourth and then just dropping like a stone again in the race exactly like Qatar unfortunately yeah. uh, the fans went for Daniel Skew's F1 said at least two red flags possible I think if there is any sort of crash it's going to be at least a safety car if not a red flag depends how bad it is uh, Kiss Barnabs two more than five DNFs I think that's very likely 
Uh, and F1 Aditya, Lance Stroll, top four finish. That's a weird one. The fans have really gone ham on the whole, this is going to be back Crazy. eight times yeah, 10. it's going to be madness. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it, Tommy. What's your final Me thoughts? Too. My final thoughts is, <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> my final thoughts is, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, my final thoughts is, let's find out when we watch the actual action and um, we... Uh, we will then know if we're we've just been talking absolute rubbish. Well, this whole look, people tune in because they know <clears throat> we talk rubbish. Exactly. Uh, but we're, we're just F1 fans chatting to other F1 fans that listen to this podcast. Uh, thank you, everybody, for for watching and listening. Tommy, thank you for your company as always. Um, let us know if you do enjoy these preview podcasts. Give us a like if you do. You can't publicly dislike anymore, but if you didn't like it, press the dislike. And uh, also comment what you think is going to happen in the race. That'll be. Uh, some predictions that we can have a look at at some point. So thumbs thanks, up from Tommy. Thanks to everyone on Twitter that posted all the crazy stuff that they'd been listening to our podcast for like 27,000 oh, yeah. minutes. And yeah, stuff. I saw that. <laughs> I, I genuinely, because we had a, a Team WTF1 meetup as well, didn't we? Uh, yeah. Like a, a virtual one uh, a couple of days ago where they were saying about you know the podcast being their favourite thing. And we were like, I'm so sorry. You know, that the amount of minutes some of you guys it is the, to the, is, the That's the biggest madness. shock was the minutes underneath. Yeah. I'm like, it's like, you've listened to the W7 podcast for, as you say, like 27,000 minutes. I'm like, how do you how thank do you? you. Do that? Uh, thank, <laughs> no, thank you. And I'm sorry, your poor brain cells. <laughs> that's it. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, everybody look forward to Quali and uh, the race. Of course, we will have uh, normal qualifying watch along tomorrow. Uh, we'll have uh, internet special reactions on Sunday and uh, podcast Monday and all that beautiful content as always uh, we'll be uploading pretty much every single day so look forward to that bye bye why do we always put that voice on so weird